Hey everyone, it's Julian from Memory Cards. I'm here with Jake. Hello. Wow, did you, are, did you just wake up or? I've been away for a few uh, for a few hours. You sound like you just gronked yourself awake. Um, yeah, I got. I mean, I guess you could say that. I've never. I'm never really <laughs> fully awake. Interesting. All right. Well, today we are going to talk a little bit about. Breath of the Wild and how fantastic it is and how good the new DLC is. Yeah, because right? it's been about a week since the DLC has been come out. been about a week. Yes. Because it came out about a week ago. Is that true? Yeah. Do you have to say it in that voice? Is that... Yeah, it's mandatory. Nintendo said if you talk about the DLC, you have to speak like that. Bobby Shmurda voice. Yeah. Miyamoto came out and was doing the Bobby Shmurda dance, and he said, he... "Yeah, <laughs> interesting." <laughs> Fuck. All right. Well, now I want to see that happen. I know, right? Maybe let's make it happen. Yeah, maybe I'll do that in After Effects or something. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, so it has been about a week ago since it came out, right? Yeah. And uh, you, we both have played it. Uh, you've played more of it than I have. Yeah. But that's mainly due to me not being, uh, well, I just, I haven't had a Nintendo Switch for very long and I haven't played a lot of Breath of the Wild, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of stuff that is part of the DLC that I can't really do yet or don't want to do yet because I still need to complete the main game yeah. and progress and through the story. Yeah, and you're also afraid of master mode. You think it'll, it'll kill you. It does sound a little scary, and the things that you've told me—it's—it's uh, it's, it's pretty intimidating, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. To to big well, babies like yourself. Oh, take me back to grade school again. It hurts. Grade school, Julie. All right. Well, part of the well, let's go through the DLC real quick. Do so. God. They got master mode. Yeah. We just mentioned. Ma master right? mode. That's like the hard mode, except it's even harder than a normal hard mode. It's the master mode, yeah, right? Yeah, you got to be the master. Harder. You got to be the master. Yeah. You got to control the master. You got to be sword. the master to even play it. To even like, like yeah, you can buy the DLC, but it, you won't be able to play it unless you're verified the master. You have to use your thumbprint. It's an identity confirmation. Exactly. You place it on the Joy-Con on the Switch. And if you if it says no way, Jose, you're not the master. Mm, too bad. Yeah, then you're not allowed to play it at all. Like not allowed to play it at all. Oops! And then they won't even refund you because it's your fault for not reading the fine print. Yeah, if it, you get denied, a video just comes up on the switch screen, and it's Papa Miyamoto doing the Bobby Shmurda dance, and he says, "Uh, uh, uh, <laughs> can't play this." Oh God. But seriously, the master mode is just a hard mode. Uh, with things like the the enemies gradually regain health, so you gotta you gotta get in there. That, and get that's them as the most. Possible. That's the hardest part, I think, so far, is because if you're the not regeneration, yeah, if you're not vigilant and like constantly attacking them, like it's it's game over. I, okay, so that's something that sounds difficult, yeah. right, and kind of frustrating. But uh, well, I don't know. I haven't played it yet, so. Um, all enemies start powered up by one level. Yep. Uh, so how, how enemy scaling works, if, if 
you haven't played Breath of the Wild or you have played Breath of the Wild and just didn't notice is that the more you kill enemies and the more you progress into the game, the enemies scale up by level and level is uh, shown in game by color of the enemy, right? So Yeah, um, that's the side note. That's kind of... It's kind of racist. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. Because it'll show, like, a certain color will be stronger than another color. How is that fair? Mm, we may need to take a deeper dive into that. Maybe, and yeah. maybe we'll have a, have a whole episode on the possible implication there. But um, that, That'd make for a great clickbait title on YouTube. Is Zelda Breath of the Wild racist? And then the whole, and then it's we just play uh, the uh, some the entire catalog of Bobby Shmurda songs for, you know, on repeat. Yeah. For like an hour, and then people go, "Oh, it is racist." I think that what you just said is racist. All right, we're digging a hole here, so let's let's yeah. climb out real quick before okay. it gets dicey. Um, uh, so yeah, so e- enemies just are higher leveled earlier on, and. Uh, apparently there's also like enemies and treasure chests that like float through the sky on yeah, these like platforms that's really fun so what's the de- what's the deal with that i saw some pictures and it so there's wacky. platforms where they use where enemies will use like the octoroks i believe they're called to tie to like the platforms and balloon themselves up into the air and then yeah. you have to like either shoot them down from the sky or you have to jump up like onto one of the towers and jump and float down onto the uh, platforms, which is really fun. And Uh, knock them off and take the loot. Yeah, take the loot. There's a lot of cool weapons in there. Uh, A lot that I don't even recall on my first time around playing the game before the DLC came out, because there's items in there, you know, swords that'll be, like, durability up and, like, some, like, strength critical hit up or whatever. That that stuff is, like, very hard to find, come by. I've only encountered it a few times, and I've played about 60 hours of the game. And I've only, in that time, have only found maybe two or three weapons or shields or whatever that had some special attribute, like defense up or yeah. block up or whatever. It's really um, cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, yeah, so like so that's, a, that's yeah. a fun thing to add to the game. Right. Um, so that's that's mostly what master mode is. So if you're looking, if you've beaten the game and you're looking for an extra challenge, so there you go, some some new fun and wacky stuff and an extra layer of hardness to go along with it so other than master mode you got the uh trials of the sword which is the the second big chunk of this dlc mm-hmm. um now trials of the sword is very similar to like a horde mode in a way in which you are uh put into a series of rooms there's uh in, in the trials there's uh, 45 rooms or about 45 rooms um, i don't know if that's the confirmed number and each room is set up differently. It's a different environment. Some of them have water that you swim through. Uh, some of them are just like a series of platforms in the woods. Um, they're all very different. And um, you, you, when you start the trials, you don't have any weapons uh, and no armor. So you progress through killing enemies in, in creative ways and obtaining weapons as you go. Uh, and you know you don't have any food either, so you gotta the food that you receive in each room you gotta cook and make sure you have enough of it uh, to survive the trials. So have you have you played that? No, I haven't. But um, do we know if it's 
like rent if it's procedurally procedurally generated um like i i is it I don't, different I, I don't think it is i don't think they're random i think that the rooms are already set okay i could be wrong don't quote me on that but from what i've seen so far it looks like they're, they're already set that, that, that they're not random each time okay um that's I kind of a wrong. bummer that would have been cool yeah, yeah, but like I said, I could be wrong. I uh, from the official uh, Zelda website, it doesn't state whether they're random or not. So I'm not sure. They could be, which would be cool. Yeah. And if not, it still seems like it's pretty fun. So, um, um, yeah, that's like that's a big chunk. And do you get any sort of prize for finishing the trial? Of the yeah, sword? yeah. So when you finish the trials of the sword, you get a powered up master sword uh, that doesn't lose its charge okay so, so you don't have to go back to the shrine right right you don't have to go back and power it up when 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 it runs out after you complete the trials hint, you know hence why it's called trials of the sword once you complete it you'll always have a powered up master sword which is cool so you always have a reliable weapon yeah uh so those master mode and trials of the sword are the two main chunks of the dlc they're uh the um the biggest amount of time, right? So, like, yeah. the other things that are offered are just bonuses. Um, yeah, I think that's they're, really they're actually cool really good of bonuses. Nintendo to do that because they pretty much only advertised, you know, Trial of the Sword, Master Mode, and the next DLC pack. And then right. they decided, oh, you know, for... Like, they easily could have charged, you know, uh, microtransaction prices for this other DLC, but they decided to throw it in with the DLC pack. I think that's a good yeah. thing. You know, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they put out a bunch more of these free DLCs down the road and down uh, when the second DLC pack comes out, too. I hope so. That would be really cool. Yeah. Um, so so quickly, going over some of the extra stuff that's included in this DLC. Um, so you get a bunch of new armor, right? Um, <clears throat> you get I the think majority... nine pieces? Nine yeah, I think. I'm not sure on the exact number. Um, I think there's eight eight treasure chests that are placed around Hyrule. Um, so let's go through the list really quick. You get Majora's Mask, right? Yeah. So you get the original Majora's Mask from Zelda Majora's Mask. Um, you get Midna's helmet. Midna was the little creature friend uh, that took over from Navi in Twilight, Twilight Princess. Princess. Yep. Uh, you get the, and those are just head headwear. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but then you also get the phantom armor, which is a full set of armor. And you also get Tingle's outfit, yeah. which I'm sure people were pretty hyped about. It so looks, you get to dress it looks up. horrifying. It looks pretty hideous. You get to dress up. Uh, Link has a nice sizable bulge on yeah. the front, he which is uh, disturbing. The... It, it it's true. It looks like he shoved a bunch of acorns down the front of his garb. Yeah, he he has one of those mighty bananas in his pants. Yeah, it, he does, and it's a little scary, but yeah, it's I feel okay, like that you know? should have brought the game's rating from what is it e e ten? I think feel like that should have brought it to a mature. Yeah, I don't know. They should. It, I don't know what what happened there, but that design is interesting to say the least. Yeah. Um. So. I'm not sure if any of those armors uh, do anything special. They I'm sure do, that actually. They... Um, <clears throat> I think the, the the Tingle one, it makes you, I believe, faster at nighttime. Okay. Um, and also, every single NPC in the game like kind of cowers when you go up to them. I don't know why. Um, oh, bizarre. 
The Majora's Mask one makes certain enemies, I believe, harder to spot you. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the Midna one does. Uh, let's check real quick, because I'm sure it would be easy to find out. Here we go. I'm looking up Phantom Armor, right? I think Phantom Armor uh, is just high defense. Okay. I mean, it looks pretty badass, right? So is the Phantom... I'm not super familiar the with, with Armor, Zelda. I believe, is from the two... Uh, the two DS games of Zelda. The, right, because there's the Phantom Hourglass, yeah. right? So the Phantom Arbor, Armor uh, gives you... Uh, 20, it's 29 armor, which is pretty pretty massive. Yeah. Um, you get plus 5 strength, plus 7 stamina, and plus 5 critical strike. Oh, that actually sounds pretty good. Oh, what the hell? Wait, this is... <laughs> I'm looking at a... Oh, my God. I just okay. I'm looking not at Zelda, but I'm looking at a uh, World of Warcraft armor. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> I'll see myself out. Yeah. I guess, World... This... <laughs> I guess World of Warcraft has uh, phantom armor as well. Uh, Are you okay. kidding? Like, Don't no, mind I... me. What? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I just got I just got tricked pretty hard. Yeah, you got um, trolled. Okay, so if anyone is watching this uh, or hearing this and wants to tell us what the Phantom Armor does, I, please. I believe it's just defense. Okay. So the, well, the, the mask that everyone is really excited about is the Korok mask. Hell yeah. Okay. This is... I love the Korok it's mask. It's a godsend right? for people who want to complete the game 100%. Yeah. It's... It, it, okay, I'll say this much. So when I got the DLC, I... I, I I, you know, I haven't beaten the game, so there's a like I said, there's a lot of it I can't do yet or don't want to do yet. But the Korok Mosque, I made sure to go get right away because um, I think. I, well, see, the, the tough thing is like it's really cool to have it, yeah. right? But when you're playing through the game, you want to find as many Korok seeds as possible yeah, because that's what you use to. There, well, there's literally 900 across the map. Um, but, you know, the Korok Seeds are what you use to level up your inventory so you can carry more weapons, shields, and bows. And um, not only that, there's a special gift that you receive from one of the in-game characters when you do get all Korok Seeds for God, whoever... Oh, I didn't know that. ...spend enough time. Yeah, so if you collect all 900 Korok Seeds, you get something. I don't know what it is. I don't want to look it up. I don't know. I'm currently, like, you know... 60 hours into the game and have collected almost 200 of the seeds. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, but I will say this. Uh, it's, it's interesting because once you have the Korok mask, especially in the situation of like wanting to play through the story, uh, I, I find myself always putting the Korok mask on like, cause why wouldn't I? Right. Um, but when you do that, you, you lose the, um, you you like you, you lose the benefit of wearing a full armor set. Yeah, you know? like pretty much when, I always wear the stealth suit. Right. So like when you wear a full set, you get all of its benefits yeah. and you get extra bonuses for it. Um, but you know, for me, like if I'm running around and I'm wearing like the the um, the climbing boots and the climbing shirt, uh, I can't wear the climbing bandana because. Uh, I got the Korok mask on. So this is a little bit more inventory management, a little bit more switching on the fly. It would be really cool right. if they implemented, I mean, I'm sure it's too late now, but it would have been really cool if they implemented some sort of like bracelet or necklace where you could wear like right, a so, Korok necklace or something. 
Yeah, that would have been cool too. That would have been interesting. Um, I was thought I was thinking that they would just make the Korok mask um, instead of having a, a piece of clothing, it would just be um, like mask. the Sheikah sensor. You yeah, know? like a mask. I feel like a mask or shouldn't even the mask, take yeah. over your helmet. Yeah, like it's a mask. Yeah. It goes on the front of your face. Right. Well, it does. So that's something to be wary of. Um, anyway, so there's two other things uh, that you get uh, in this DLC. Mm-hmm. Another piece uh, is the travel medallion, um, which you can. It's basically like a, a fast travel that yeah. you can create for yourself. So you you can just drop it and um, fast travel back to the place where you drop the medallion yeah. anytime you want. And then when whenever you want to switch, you just pick it up, take it somewhere else. You know, so that's really helpful for um, getting around the, the world, which is it's massive, right? We all know that the yeah. Breath of the Wild in-game world is huge. So having something like this is super helpful. Uh, and the last thing that you get in this DLC is the Hero's Path mode, which... Uh, Kind of, not necessarily a mode, really, because uh, it's not like hard mode it's or like, the it's trials. It's like a setting. Yeah, it's like a setting, or right? A so what? He, a toggle, yeah. So here, here's path mode is is awesome. Yeah, it's I, pretty I cool. I love it. It's so cool. So what it does is when you have the map open uh, of the world, you can toggle hero's path, which shows the exact trail that you have walked or ran or climbed in the game uh, since when you first started. And it tracks up to 200 hours of gameplay. So um, this, you know, for someone who has dumped like three to 400 hours in the game, which I can see is not hard to do, um, you're not going to see the very beginning of your journey. But for someone who completed the main game in less than 200 hours, uh, you can track your your progress all the way from where you started on the great plateau and see the exact path that you've taken uh to get all the way to the final area and and beat the game which is it's that's just so cool it's such a cool setting because like i've done it in like the little amount of time that i've played on this file and uh it's just really cool to see like your character like the little path that it takes you know and like the deaths or like how long you spent in one area and whatnot yeah yeah so you could see uh when you have the uh, when you toggle it, you could see the entire trail laid out on the map, which is pretty chaotic. And if you've traveled across the whole world, you see, uh, you know, it, it covering the whole map. But you can actually um, play it from the very beginning, and then, you know, change the speed at which it plays, and you can see the the, the trail moving. Uh, you know, you could track it from the beginning. So, anyway, um, Heroes Path mode is sick. I love it. I using it right now to, uh, you know, make sure I, I don't explore too much in a place I've already been and to explore areas I haven't been, which yeah. is super helpful. Um, all right. So that's all the DLC that is included in the first DLC pack. What do you think overall? Uh, I think it's pretty fair. Like it's a, pr- it's a pretty good package. The only thing is like, I feel like the, uh, the hero's path mode and the travel medallion, like I feel like those things should have been in the base game. Same with Master Mode, to be honest. Interesting. Do you think that they they might have had that in the game originally, and they were like, you know what? Uh, I think this I'm is not DLC sure. Right here. Because in every previous Zelda game, there's always a hard mode. 
Right. But those are generally different than master mode. Right. But I've got to say, I enjoy master mode a lot more than I do any of the previous hard modes. Right. Yeah, like, for me, Zelda has been a game I've always struggled with, not in terms of difficulty, but in just being able to enjoy the game to the full extent and um, having a meaningful experience playing the game and overall just generally, you know, enjoying the games. Like, uh, in my history, as a kid, uh, trying to play, uh, like, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, and uh, even on the Super Nintendo, I I think I might have tried to play Link to the Past at one point. But since then, I mean, all through, you know, the GameCube and the Wii, I just, <clears throat> I've never been able to, like, really get into the Zelda, the franchise, right? And this is the first time I'm, like, super into it. Um, Why do you think so that is? Well... I've been, I don't know. I, I I guess that I've been trying to reckon with that question myself. And through the course of playing Breath of the Wild, I keep coming back to that question. Like, why am I enjoying this so much? Uh, why is this so much different to me than other Zelda games? And I, I think I've come to the conclusion that what I like the most about it is the lack of constraint yeah. on it. And the the uh, the sheer open worldness of it, you know, like mo- most Zelda games are are technically open world, right? Yeah. Um, like, pr- you know, they all have these worlds that, that are open, and you can travel to and fro as you would in any sandbox type game. But I don't know. Just I guess in Breath of the Wild, it feels so much more open and so freeing. Yeah, I guess it's like also the ability to do literally whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Majora's Mask was a struggle for me because I I hated the time system. I hated that uh, you had to stick within this time and certain things had to be done within a certain time. Um, I, and, you know, a lot of people love that. Like, a lot of people think that that was one of the coolest parts of the Zelda franchise. And yeah. that Majora's Mask is a fantastic game because of that. But for me, at that stage in my life, uh, you know, being a, a much younger person, I wasn't able to... Um, mentally like handle it you know well, not I mean, that i was like unintelligent like but nine or ten or eleven back then yeah yeah exactly i mean we're both like 26 now so I, we were much much younger when those games came out yeah and i think that i i'm sort of a victim of that time right like if i was older i may have been able to enjoy it more yeah but as a kid i just wasn't able to get into it so i've always had this like I don't know how to say, I guess I've always just had this, um, disinterest in Zelda, right? Like I just have never wanted to, to, to spend that much time. And when I have, um, I think the last Zelda game I really gave a shot to was, uh, Twilight Princess. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, you know, played maybe 20 hours of it and just was like, I can't, can't do it anymore. You know, I really Um, liked Twilight Princess, but I'm so glad that they didn't fucking stick motion controls on this game. Like, oh, I, just, I know. I'm so sick of motion controls, and they were never well, do, spot do you, on. Do you turn it off, like you know? Cause oh you yeah, can, yeah, yeah. The gyroscope, you know, gyroscope or whatever, to like move the bow. Yeah, that's, when you're in that's aiming off and stuff. as soon as I start the game up. Right. Um, but yeah, that, like, I, I, do the same. I, it's kind of 
contradictory or hypocritical, I guess, but, like, I really do enjoy the motion control puzzles in some of the shrines in this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will say that the only frustrating, um, the only frustrating part or time I've experienced with this game so far is there's a shrine in particular where, uh, it, it's a motion control shrine where there is like a, it's like a, a big square. Oh yeah. That's and you got to floating and you have to rotate side? the, yeah. So did you, finish Oh my that? God, dude, I did. Okay. It took me forever. Okay. And it was so annoying. <laughs> I found a way to like, I did that one the other day on my second playthrough of this game and I got into the shrine and I'm like, Oh fuck, not this again. But then yeah. I figured out a way to like cheat it. Oh, really? Yeah, so what you do is when the ball drops down, you flick the control back so the ball gets smacked back up into the air, and then you can land it right back at the end of the, the platform. So then all you have to do is turn the controller to the left and then just drop it down. Oh, dang. I didn't... I didn't. Yeah, so I wasn't able to figure that out. Luckily, I did that on my first try, and I was a lot happier about that because, like, ugh. It's just there's yeah. something about that one that really bothered that one me. was super frustrating but like every other every other puzzle that has motion control is really fun to me yeah i get that um so quickly you know we talked about the dlc and and there's only so much we could say at this point of how good this game is mm-hmm. we both love this game it I, I don't see anyone saying they don't like this game it's incredible uh, in every way. It's just a fantastic, fantastic game. Yeah. Um, Honestly, like, let's just... this might seem kind of stupid, but I feel like if somebody says that they dislike the game, then that has to be... that. I feel like that's just them saying that. Yeah, like, to be, like, not cliche yeah. or to be edgy or whatever. Because I just don't see how you could be a fan of video games or like playing video games and not find something in this game that is enjoyable or fun or, or piques your curiosity even. So, uh, quickly, I think, you know, cause we wanted to keep this one a little bit shorter than our typical podcast episodes. Um, let's just talk about real fast. What we, what we think is the best part of the game of the entire game. Yeah, what, what has been... Oh, okay, or, or either tell me your favorite experience you've had in the game, because I'm interested to know that. The entire too. game. Uh, mm, honestly, I, I feel like this game is a lot better on its second playthrough. Um, okay. Also, sorry if anybody out there can hear. There's there's mowing going outside of my house. I can't... I can't hear can't it. can't control so. that. Um, so if I can't you, hear it. If you guys hear that, I'm... I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's Zelda. He's out there mowing the grass. Yeah, they're mowing the grass. I mean, it's in the Link. Game. Um, I just, but, I just messed up so bad by saying Zelda is he. Whoops. Uh, first the World of Warcraft. Oh my god, dude. I know this. I've been really out of my mind this episode. Yeah, you haven't sorry. Slept Go in ahead. Weeks. Um, so I, I really feel like this game is even better the second time around. Like, there's just so much to do. Like, and on my second playthrough here like i've put in quite a while and i haven't done any of the main quests yet just because i'm having so much fun like re-exploring and finding stuff that i haven't seen the first time so i think it's just the sheer exploration and you know the amount of things that you can find in the game that is my favorite thing 
Right, right. So like you pop over a, a little hill and then you have like a super unique random occurrence that's happening where there's like a, a bow coblin riding a horse chasing a traveler or something, right? Yeah. I love that too. Good stuff. Um, I'll tell you, I think well, I my favorite... I don't really care about your favorite. So are we going to end this episode and then never speak again? Yeah. Interesting. All right, so that, we'll talk to you guys happen. later. Um, thanks for listening. Hmm. I'm, jo- I'm, I'm joking. You can... Hold on, I'm calling 911 right now uh, to well, report uh, a murder. Don't do that. Or one that's about to happen. Don't, come on, I mean. no. Anyway, so, okay. Do you remember there is to, like, the south... I want to say it's, like, the south... Well, it's kind of, like, just south... Down, like in the middle uh, of the map, there's a series of like plateaus and waterfalls. Uh, and, yeah. uh, I somehow ended up exploring there like early, pretty early on when I probably wasn't supposed to. But um, there's like this giant dragon that, uh, and it, there's multiple of them in the game. Yeah. But it was like soaring through the sky very majestically and like then was like sliding through the plateau areas and like just like it looked super cool and i was like whoa what is this big dragon boy doing over here i want to like ride that dragon or i want to talk to it or kill it or do something with it can what 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 can i do and i started towards it and as i was getting closer i noticed that it started shooting giant electricity balls at me and i was like oh shit do you uh, next time you see one, just shoot arrows at it. Just sh- fire them into the sky. No, no, seriously, shoot arrows at the spikes on its back. Why? Because it'll do a good thing for you. Hmm. Would I lie to you? You lie to me all the time. When, name one time that I've ever lied to you about anything ever. You just did. When? You want me to get killed. You want Link to die. No, that's not... If you if you shoot the air, the things on the dragon's back, some items will drop from the sky. All right, some fine. scales. No. Yes. You're insane. Would I lie? Oh my god. All right, I'm gonna go try it, and then we'll have a follow up to that. <laughs> a three minute episode. A three minute episode. Yep. Okay. Well, that was that was fun. It was something. Uh, All right. Well, bye. Thanks for nothing. What? I'm really sorry about my 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 co-host over here. He's 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 lost his mind. I think it's safe to say. Uh, so he won't be coming back ever again. I, think I stopped recording. He's dead. What? I stopped recording a long time ago. Uh, okay. Well. Thanks, uh, thanks for listening. Um, we will have another episode out ASAP. Don't forget to share this with somebody you love, or uh, maybe if you hate them. I wouldn't share this with anyone that you love. <laughs> maybe if you hate them, it would be better to share <laughs> yeah. You know, give it to your enemy. Share it to your bullies. Share it to your boss. Yeah. Share it to the people that cut you off in traffic. Yeah, honest, yeah just put this podcast... You know, write the URL on a piece of paper and throw it into their car. Uh, yeah. That's all.
thank uh goodbye uh forever <laughs>